Hi and welcome to episode 128 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. This week's episode should be of interest whether you shoot weddings or families or really any other genre, as I chat to the fab Agamaru of PicTime. If you've been to any kind of photography event around the world over the past few years, you've probably had the pleasure of meeting Aga, PicTime's community and partnerships director. As well as knowing all there is to know about PicTime, she's a photographer herself and super lovely to talk to too. We cover lots on the episode today, including PicTime's recent blog feature, creating blogs that look great with good SEO and quickly, her photography journey and how she's lived all over the world, tips on how using PicTime slideshows can increase your gallery views dramatically, and Netflix synopsis game, how to get the best from PicTime sale automations and how they're so customized by, I can't say the word, <laughs> how they're so customizable, customizable, that's it, and easy to set up. Uh, why being in front of the camera can help you as a photographer yourself and much more too. I've personally been using PicTime for the past few years and I love it. It looks just so good, it's easy to use and there's great sale automation features as well. It's really helped me get more print and album sales. So yeah, I honestly can't recommend it enough. New users can get one bonus month when upgrading to any paid plan with the code ThisIsReportage. Before we get on to Aga, just a quick note to say that submissions are open now for our next round of awards on this reportage and this reportage family. Submit by 2359 BST on the 24th of May, 2023. Right, over to Aga. Hey Aga, how you doing? Hi Alan, I'm doing really great. Thank you so much for asking. What about you? Oh good, good to hear you're well. Yes, I am good as well. Thank you. It's um, absolutely pouring down here in Cornwall although it's just rain no snow you know the rest of the country is in loads of snow at the moment but whereabouts of the world are you because you go all over don't you where where are you right at the moment Aga? I'm actually in London right now so not too far it's also raining over here bits of snow coming in I'm just looking out of the window at a little bit of snow and rain as we speak so it's a nice day to stay inside and chat to you Yes. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, Yeah. So you're in London because you were speaking at a Nine Dots event yesterday. Is that right? Exactly. I uh, I went there with PickTime. So I presented uh, some of the products that we have um, to the community and we did a little bit um, like a storytelling event in the evening. Oh, cool. How did that go? It went really well. Um, It's a very simple concept. Basically, people submit an image beforehand and they tell a little story behind it. And it doesn't even need to be like a a wedding image or a professional image at all. It's more about the story to share. And it's always so lovely to hear uh, what people have to say. So it was good fun, I think. Well, that's cool. It sounds good. I'm, yeah, it's a shame I missed it. I just couldn't, I couldn't wangle getting out of the house again. And I just come back from Doc Day in Dublin. My wife would not have let me go to London again so soon. So (laughs) I really wanted to go though. They look great, great speakers as well. That's cool. And um, as well as you uh, presenting there, I, I saw that you were also the model, weren't you, for a shoot? I was, yes. Uh, yeah, it was my birthday yesterday. So I got, um, I got to be a birthday photo shoot for free, you know. <laughs> that is cool. That is cool. I've, and what what did it feel like, you know, being on the other side of the camera? Have, have you had, you know, your photos done like in a portrait shoot before like that? I have actually. So it was it was absolutely fine. I I do have a lot of friends that are photographers that have taken photos of me before. And uh, I think I also kind of wanted to always to learn on how to like a stand for a photo and you know what what looks good and how do I feel like I look good on a photo because this helps me then when I'm working with someone and taking their portraits it really helps me to give them a better direction and also kind of feel what they might be looking for like to empathize with them so I felt like it was necessary for me to go through that experience too that makes total sense. It really does. And you know, it's something I've never done. I just, oh man, I just really don't know if I could do that. I'd probably break the camera anyway, if anyone was there. Like, but, <laughs> but but honestly, I just don't know. Oh, I, I, were, were you not scared? Not scared? Well, especially with there's a live audience as well. Not at all. Uh, but probably when I did it for the first time ever, uh, a friend of mine um, 
actually a couple. Um, their name is Brinson and Banks. They're amazing photographers. They photographed a lot of incredible celebrities. They're also really close friends. When they did like a full portrait shoot of me one day, I felt it was a very powerful experience. And only doing that made me understood how much I'm asking of someone else when I'm taking their photo. So it was it was a nice nice to do that. Um, That's cool. Nice to do that. Well, it makes total sense. Yeah, I should I should do it as well. I should do it. And do you like the I, I saw some of the images? They look super as well. We're all it was we're all doing it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was like a quick thing, like maybe ten minutes. That's mad, uh, isn't it? The way you came up with in just those ten minutes as well. You look great. They're super. <laughs> Thank you. And they are there. They're super cool. And what a cool birthday present as well. So yeah. So Aga, were you turning like 24, 25 or something? I actually was 23. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. That's all good stuff. Good stuff. And um, did you did you uh, celebrate last night after the Nine Dots event? Did you have a drink oh, or two? Oh, yes. For <laughs> For sure. Not, Good not go too crazy. I must say uh, about midnight, I was definitely ready for bed. Uh, okay. yeah. There's no way uh, for me to stay up even a minute longer. Okay. Well, that's cool. You need you need to be nice and breezy for today's podcast. Isn't you? Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Which big you are, so. The big day is today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the main event. It's the main event. Awesome. And, and yes, yeah, so you're in London at the moment, but where do you actually call home? Is it is Paris, isn't it? That's it. Yes, I live in Paris right now, um, uh, but I do travel quite a bit for different events, and uh, I'm a little bit restless. Uh, you know, I do love Paris as a home base, though. Yeah, it must be beautiful. I mean, I've only been once, and I I thought it was beautiful. I was only there for like four days, but. A beautiful city. Um, yeah, let's talk about your restlessness then, um, Aga. And let's just <laughs> let's uh, let's go back a bit. Let's talk about you know your kind of background because you know you mentioned already working for uh, Pick Time and you're a photographer as well. So yeah, can you tell us a bit you know about how you got into photography and yeah how you started working for Pick Time and, and that general restlessness? Uh, sure. I mean, how did I get into photography? It's always kind of like a cliche story, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I guess for me, it was, uh, um, it was my grandfather who wanted to give me his old camera. And my parents said that absolutely no. Like, uh, I think I was like eight or nine years old. They said I'm not responsible enough and I'm going to like lose it or break it because I always had kind of a head in the clouds. Uh, and I just couldn't accept that answer. So I uh, collected all my pocket money and got a like a plastic point and shoot after like a year. I think I was getting um, 50 cents a week. <laughs> right. Wow. That took a while to save up then. In a uh, perspective. And the, the camera was probably about, you know, um, I don't know, like. 30 or 40 pounds. <laughs> wow, that took a while. That's dedication to save up then. then. Uh, yeah, so it took a while. and But if you think about it, it's ridiculous amounts, right? Exactly. Uh, but I was very dedicated. And then, of course, I had a problem because it was a film camera and I had to also buy film and develop it. Oh, yeah. um, so I actually started selling prints to the kids at school. Um, oh, really? Wow, that's cool. I had like a little kind of album and I made numbers for each photographs and I had a form for everybody to fill in uh, so that they could order prints from like a school trip or something like that. Oh, good idea. Well, you were like eight or nine years old at the time. I think this was the most entrepreneurial that I've ever been in on <laughs> downhill from there. But uh, very proud of that beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool wow your, gra your grandfather was being proud as well that's really cool yes yes and i uh, i never got that camera from him but uh, i i was i was okay after that <laughs> and then when you got a bit older then how did you get more into the photography world yes yeah, so i actually started studying engineering in uh in france i'm from poland originally okay. uh, and i did it for about a year and it was really a great experience because it showed me that I really do not want to become an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's important to know what you don't want to do as well. Absolutely, because I think if I haven't gone through that experience, I would be like all my life like, oh, maybe, you know, having a career as engineer would have been 
would have made for a good life and um, you, I wouldn't maybe get all the struggle of the freelance or the, the artist's journey. Um, but doing that for a year, it really, really, <laughs> really reinforces like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. <laughs> That's not what I want to do. And uh, so after, I, I quit after a year. And at the age of 19, I basically started um I studied photography in a, like a weekend school and then pretty much maybe a year after I started working as a full-time photographer, which was a very drastic transition, like to start a business without really having any clients and going full-time right away. But um, it's not maybe that? something I would recommend. No, it's quite <laughs> jumping in the deep end, I guess, isn't it? Wow. Did, yeah, I mean, I, did you I, like create? your own website or did you have someone else do that and then what, and what kind of work were you doing was it portraiture or weddings or weddings yes yes so i started with weddings like doing um really couldn't it was it was i i moved to ireland at the time oh, so yeah. it was also beginning of the economical downturn over there so it was a very hard time to uh, to set up a business and it was really a time where people started scaling down the weddings as well. And okay. uh, not a good time to start the wedding business then. No, not not really, but uh, push through it and, you know, eventually it go good. So good. what took uh, you over to Ireland, apart from the airplane, of course? But yeah, what, why, why did you go to Ireland? This was a really, um, I did work for a company that was a French American company okay. at the time, and they sent me to Ireland for uh, for a few months, and I fell in love, and I decided to stay. Oh, that's cool! Oh, that's romantic. <laughs> it is lovely over there, isn't it? <laughs> we uh, we with that guy. We 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 this this is who I started my uh, my business with. And we did that together for about five years and then we split up and then I continued by myself. So I ended up living in Ireland almost nine years. Oh, uh, cool. I don't hear any Irish kind of lilt to your voice, though. You don't. It, it depends on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Let, it depends on the topic. Let's talk about Guinness. Aga, talk to me about Guinness. Oh, I'd love a pint of Guinness. <laughs> it really comes out then. Uh, <laughs> Do you like it? Do you really like it? Uh, Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Guinness, yeah. Of you course. Do? I wish I say I don't like any kind of ale or beer or anything like that. I need to yeah, just I'm I'm a weak, weak yeah, drinker. You're a cider guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I need to expand my uh my kind of repertoire, don't I? I? Know so, this from your podcast. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> so you're in Ireland. So how many but before we carry on with your story, how many different languages do you speak then? So you must obviously speak French. I do speak French, yes. I speak Polish, of course. I yeah. speak a little bit of English. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, so good. <laughs> and there are some languages that I'm learning uh, for fun as well. Oh, really? Uh, like what? At school, I, I used to learn German, but that was not my favorite language. Um, oh, okay. So I, I don't usually list it. Uh, but right now I'm learning uh, Spanish and a bit of Russian too. Oh, wow. Nice. That's so cool. Aga. That's so cool. Very cool. Um, so let's Yeah, let's carry on your your kind of um, your kind of story. So in Ireland and, and then so then what happened after then then? Yeah. So after that, I got an opportunity to move to uh, United States and I was at the point of my business where I was feeling that you know, I wasn't really growing anymore in Ireland, that there was like a, a little bit of a glass ceiling, I guess, mainly because the country is quite small. So, of course, there's not like a big industry, um, big creative industry. It's just, you know, limited in size. Ireland is a is a tiny country. Mm -hmm. And that opportunity to go to the U.S. was really, um, you know, you're like, Okay, <laughs> is that going to ever happen again in yeah. my life? Gotta jump so I just decided to pack my bag, pack, pack, pack my cat as well and, <laughs> and go and, and try it out. Well, that's a long way for your cat to go as well. It is. Yeah, it was a, it was a big adventure. That was his first plane trip. But he has done a lot of other plane trips since. And <laughs> uh, he's a really good sport when it comes to travel. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, do you still you still have this cat now? Yes. Yes. Oh. We've, this is, uh, I think, 
he's in Paris right now, and it's a uh, uh, third or fourth country that we lived in together because he's from Poland as well, like me. <laughs> that's so cool. A very well-traveled cat companion. That's very cool. That's very cool. So then what happened in America? And how? when did, um, you know, when did pick time come on the horizon? Um, yes, yeah, so this was when I moved to America. I, I think big time was, it was the very early days of big time. Uh, so I stayed in America for three years and I worked there as a wedding photographer. I also specialized uh, in Indian weddings. Yeah, cool. I worked um, together with a team on producing a really cool photo conference called Year Field Trip. Yeah, cool. And I also got to dabble really in other photo jobs over there. Like um, I did some commercial work. I did some big corporate events, uh, a lot of portrait work too, some video stuff, some food photography, really, really a lot of a lot of different things as well oh, as yeah. continuing to work on my on my personal work. Uh, if anything, I would say that maybe I did too much. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you did you go to Vegas while you're in America? Ah uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few times to Vegas. I know it's uh, it, it's you've got uh, quite a fondness for <laughs> that, is a, right? that, that is the right word for it. That is the right word. Yeah. Did you enjoy? Did you ever shoot any weddings or portraits or anything in Vegas? Yeah, I have shot some weddings in Vegas. I also been to WPPI. Oh, yeah. Uh, I yes, actually, um, we were considering doing a WPPI with Peak Time. Uh, this year and one of the ways they were trying to convince me uh, I mean WPPI crowd trying to convince me to come was uh, because it is it falls on my birthday oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's oh yeah because it's going on at the moment isn't it actually yeah that would be a bit much too <laughs> that would be for long that would be for long I, oh. I do prefer to my birthday in London I think <laughs> yeah. rather than Vegas oh I don't know I'd love my birthday in Vegas that would be very fun yeah, right? just I don't know it's just the smoking inside the air conditioning like the the, the processed food at the buffet like I never feel kind of good uh, no that is true constantly never. like sugared up and mildly hungover at the same time like yes that is true that is true you're describing vegas perfectly actually that <laughs> is true isn't it <laughs> yeah. maybe next year do you think pick time might go to do we ppi next year i think so yeah i think that's the plan oh that's cool that's exciting i, I haven't been to ppi for a couple of years so yeah maybe i'll go next year as well i'd like to go as this reportage i think that'd be um that'd be cool and yeah we should we should both go yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, Aga. You hear it. Uh, Maybe you it will first. change my mind about Vegas. <laughs> yes, you will love it. A few days in Vegas. I, <laughs> I would love to see it through your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, okay, so let's carry on. So you're doing loads of different work in um, America, by the sounds of it. It sounds so varied. It sounds really cool and exciting. And then... Uh, I was living in Los Angeles, and the weather there is just incredible. So there are like a couple months a year that it's too hot and it's unpleasant. But most of the time, like the whole winter, the weather is just beautiful. And I just felt like a different person over there. Like I would get up every morning, you know, probably before 6 a.m. because the sun is shining and you just have energy to go. That um, is so nice. And you know, you you do that every day and you're kind of like pumped <laughs> the entire time. And there is never kind of a period where you like slow down, you know, like, oh, it's raining. I'm going to stay in. It's fall. Like there is never that time. And I think because of that, I also quite uh, burnt out a little bit because it was like just go, go, go. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. There are a lot of photo jobs around. I was curious to try everything. Um also, the living there is quite expensive, so you're constantly trying to to make money and mm. uh, and creatively, it was eventually a bit of a a death uh, for me creatively to to go on that at that pace. Mm -hmm. um, so when I when I uh, uh, but but a nice thing about it is that this is uh, the conference that I was sort of um, taking part in producing and speaking at. This was the confer conference that was sponsored by by Peak Time. Uh, okay, that's how I met the founders of Peak Time, and um, uh, that's how I got connected to to the to the company. Okay, 
cool that's cool you just you've led i mean i know you are super young we joked about early 20s but you are super young and you've already lived in so many different countries and done so many different things it's really cool i guess yes i'm i'm uh 36 beautiful age of 36 i would call it a double 18 (laughs) that's a good way yes (laughs) so actually i was thinking about it because i moved out of poland when i was 18 so this birthday also marked like a half of my life living in other places than home. Wow, that's a big deal, actually, isn't it? That is a big deal. Gosh, um, man, it's sounding awesome, though. I'm loving it. Just, it's so cool just hearing about your life already, just up to... How old are you then in this point in America, then, when you met the founders of PickTime? I think I was maybe in my in my late 20s, anyway. Right, okay. Yeah, oh, they've been going for quite a long time, then, longer than I thought, actually. Yeah, probably... 30, but I haven't started working for Big Time right away. Okay. Um, I, when I moved to Paris, when I decided to to move back to Europe, I um, this was the time when um, I had a, a lot of questions. You know, I was like, do I start a wedding business one more time <laughs> for the yeah. third time? Uh, and I knew that it's not going to be an easy process to build your name in a new new place or what type of photography do I really want to do? You know, what do I focus on? So Pick, Pick Time came in and I, I uh, started working for Pick Time because it was a nice way um, in the beginning to just have some kind of work when I moved to the new place to be able mm, sure. to um to think about those decisions and uh, like relieve the financial pressure also from um, from the move um but then then it really morphed into <laughs> from the kind of like a simple little job into a a, a big job <laughs> that's cool uh, though you must say yeah. how long and how long have you been working uh, for them now uh, a bit over four years it's going to be five years this year Right. Wow. That's quite, I mean, especially these days, it's quite a long time um, to work for one company. So that's really cool. And you must enjoy it. There must be good uh, people to work for. Yeah, really good. Yes. It's it's a very interesting company. Actually, uh, over half of the company is uh, women and most of people who work for Big Time also photographers. So it really gives it kind of a special, uh, special tone and, um, yeah, it's a for sure fun company to work work for. Everyone, almost everyone works remotely uh, from different parts of the world. So it's definitely a place where I learned a lot about different cultures and communicating and, um, you know, like reading different signals. And uh, yeah, for, for sure, it was a, it, it's been an amazing experience. Oh, that sounds really cool. I can, I can hear. I mean, the warmth in your voice. I think so. That's uh, yeah, very cool, very cool. And pick time. Um, just you know, in more than just like kind of a, a photography related business. I think it's a real good sense that pick time are you know good people and a good community, and it's more than just about the photography and business. And it, they support a lot of good causes as well, don't they, around the world? Yeah, I think I think the heart of the company is in the right place. Uh, you know, like they always look at like supporting the community and connecting to it and uh, it's a very kind of um, a a living product that changes over time and morphs into the needs of the of the community Uh, very open to listening to feedback um, which you know I've worked for them uh, for a while and I kind of take it for granted uh, I think uh, and only if I see sometimes like how other companies are working and I'm like oh <laughs> yes <laughs> no that is cool that openness to feedback that two-way um kind of uh, um two-way street you know listening to people and taking things on board and yeah that's a, that's such a cool thing and I've been using pit time for quite a few years now and um, I love it and yeah I've used it for my when I do my own personal workshops I'm always you know saying everybody should be using pit time I'm not getting not getting paid to say that you know no, I'm not. I just, I've always, I've been using PickTime for years now. Yeah, I love it. And um, let's talk about one of PickTime's most recent additions, Aga, and it's the mm-hmm. the blogs, which which I've not had a chance yet to, to, to try out personally. Uh, it's been a mental time the last couple of weeks, but it looks super. Can you tell us a bit more about, about the blogs uh, feature? Yeah, sure. So um, 
the feature kind of came out from our conversations with photographers. It was actually uh, two-man studios that were guests on one of our webinars, and they were mentioning how blogging is the integral part of their workflow, how like the first thing that they do with the wedding, like top wedding images is to blog them. And that's how they get their clients excited. And um, and Amir, uh, our founder, and he's like the head of production, to, uh, like head of product development, he heard it and he was like, well, we can add this to peak time and make it a integral part of the workflow and make it just really easy for photographers to do it without need to re-upload the images. So that's how the, the feature came about. And then we interviewed a lot of photographers and most of them said like, okay, yes, I blog. My last blog was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. That, I mean, we're surprised yeah. by the question is like, it's not 2010, you know, like, <laughs> why are you asking me about blogging? Um, but true. at this, the same time, you're witnessing a lot of conversation around the community about the anxiety about Instagram's algorithm or, um, you know, how how dependent people are on those on the social media and how uh, maybe that doesn't feel uh, always very healthy. Uh, so we like to talk about the blogs as something that can, you know, give you a little bit of a independence and uh, allows you to st tell the story of your images in more complete way, be a bit more uh, the curator of that narrative and also lets you to be found uh, in a different ways than just just Instagram. Yeah, that makes total sense. And yeah, it's funny you uh, saying about photographers last time they blog was like two years ago. I get that because it can be such yeah. a pain to buy, you know, as a photographer yourself as well, it can be such a pain to Absolutely. blog. <laughs> yeah, it could take hours just to just to find the images, you know, especially if you haven't been like starring them or cataloging them very well. And then and then, yeah, to resize and everything and then to write the post. It takes so long. So anything I think that can really help us to get blogs out easier and to look a lot nicer as well is a, is a super thing. And so with um, the pick time blog functionality, you know, people have already uploaded their images generally because they've delivered them as, a, you know, the gallery to their clients or whatnot. So it's very easy for them to then create a blog from it, isn't it? And they can actually, you can, they can like pick the starred images if they'd exported that data from Lightroom as well. Is that right? Exactly. It's it's really about like that big task becoming much lighter. Mm. Also, for you as a photographer, not to have having to leave all the blogging to the slow season, mm -hmm. but just be able to blog consistently and make it kind of a part of the delivery process because of that you can get the return on the seo quicker and there are a lot of benefits of doing blogging uh, of being consistent with the blogging so right now the feature what you do is like when you create a gallery you can just uh, add the blog right in there uh, you select some of the images, you can filter them by your favorite selections or your selections from Lightroom or Photo Mechanic or just pick them manually from the, um, from the gallery. Mm -hmm. And then the layout gets created automatically. Um, so you can have a blog post um, that is like, let's say, half ready within seconds and then just play with it. Um, and we find it that like when you know, when photographers are seeing the, the first layout, they already are so excited about how it looks and how good that the images look that it it's quite inspiring to just like, like shift things around a little bit and, and, uh, uh, and, it, and it makes it just a fun process, really. Um, That's you, cool. you, you can also optimize the the your seo and right in the feature but you don't need to worry about like renaming the files this is, happens automatically also resizing um and all those different elements that you know right now would be like those several tasks that you have to complete before the blog is ready this is all automated in that in that feature that's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> it's really good though. And, um, and and it just looks so good as well, just from that kind of like, you know, that kind of user perspective, it just looks so professional and so nice as well. Yeah. So. 
yeah. The mission was really to make photographers blog more. And I think we had something like 6,000 blogs created in the first week after wow. lunch. So it's like, okay, it's working. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's pretty successful. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's really good. Oh, that's super cool. Um, Awesome. And, and I've seen the little video of the functionality as well. And it, yeah, it looks so good. So important. And you mentioned the SEO side of it as well, that that's all sorted and it's all part of it because, you know, photographers always so so onto their SEO. So that's, um, yeah. So that was a big, big um, highlight for us. Uh, I mean, uh, for it to be, you know, performing really well with the SEO, like, uh, like I, I feel like PickTime has um, always those two elements in any feature that we do is like a beautiful design. So something that like complements the images and can really highlight your work in the most beautiful way possible and then a very innovative and strong technology that goes under that uh, so that this this feature is no different in that regard that is cool that's the perfect marriage of style and functionality that's Absolutely. what we want that's what we want Aga. that's what we want it's, it's awesome <laughs> okay Aga, let's change tack slightly let's change tack slightly um i know you've listened to a few episodes so you might know what i might be about to ask you oh yes i'm dreading (laughs) (laughs) um so yes aga knows if but if you're listening to the podcast for the first time um i've just been doing a little game where i'm going to read out um a movie or a or a series synopsis and we're going to see if I can can get the title and hopefully at home you're enjoying playing along as well there are no prizes there are no prizes at all but um <laughs> it's just a bit of fun um I, are you ready I'm, Aga? I'm very competitive so I'm gonna give you an answer even if I don't know an answer so okay uh, that sounds good see. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so this first one is a movie, um, and it is ooh, uh, um, it's it's probably about eight years old, probably something like that. Anyway, okay, so when the newly crowned Queen Elsa accidentally uses her power to turn things into ice to curse her home in Infinite Winter, her sister Anna teams up with a mountain man, his playful reindeer, and a snowman to change the weather condition. So that is Frozen. Yes, boom. <laughs> Have not seen, but you've not seen it, really. <laughs> How can you not have seen that? Okay. I don't know. I just live on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew it, so that's very cool. That's cool. Anyway, yes. wow, you've got to watch it. You know, it's not. It's not just for kids. It's for I will. Well. I will. I'm saving it for the for the better days. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's um, it's one of my daughters. Well, it used to be one of her favorite films. We went to like a live action type thing as well, where they had like real people singing while the film was on in the background. It was really fun. Wow. I I am blonde. So little girls sometimes like, oh, you've got hair just like Elsa. So I Aww. love it. <laughs> oh, do you ever break out into a song for them? When they say <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's also, that's yeah, a great that's a start yes <laughs> uh that's a great start i get that's a great start okay let's go on to your second one so this is this is a series okay so it is okay right a popular dating reality tv show following a group of single contestants as they look for love and adventure in a luxurious villa Ah, so this must be bachelor oh it could be or it could bachelor. be or yeah it could be either of them it's it's actually this is more like a uk kind of version but it's held in it's on at the moment and it's um it's like it's on an island normally that's a clue uh, so love island yes that's a, yeah babe, yes <laughs> oh it's actually my friend's favorite uh, favorite show but yes. i haven't i haven't seen either bachelorette or love island but oh have you not neither no <laughs> Oh, well, this is so good. You get a two out of two and you've never seen any of them. This is very good. Okay. I'm very really good. happy you're counting the second. Answer. Oh, yeah, yes. No, I still count that. You got that. You got that. Um, I can't believe you've not seen Love Island. Yeah, it's on at the moment. It's so good. I'm loving it. I think, um, yeah, people should watch it. Highbrow television. Uh, uh, cultural. Yeah, anyway. No, it's not. But anyway. Okay. Um, are, you, are you ready for your third one? This one is harder, Aga. Okay. Okay. And... Yes, you said your age, actually, so you might not have even been, no, I think you were kind of born when this was out, but it's pretty old. It's about 25 years old now, probably. Okay. Okay, Okay, so it's a movie. Okay, so when number five 
An experimental military robot is struck by lightning. It develops human-like intelligence and consciousness. Soon it tries to escape its creators for fear of being reprogrammed. Oh. It's a trickier one. This is a, like, um, I don't think I've seen it either, but I have a feeling it's like Robocop. Oh, it's a similar vein. It's a similar vein, although it's a, this is a more kind of like a child. It's more like a char- family-friendly film, but it's around the same time as Robocop, actually. Okay, so it's a robot that's struck by a lightning. Yes. Right? Because, yes. And okay, gets this, let, like... me, let me have a little think of a famous robot from... <laughs> It's like right? <laughs> yeah, it's like late eighties. This film, late eighties, probably. Um, oh, maybe it's Back to the Future. It's that kind of time, but it isn't. No, <laughs> but it's that kind of time. <laughs> the lightning. <laughs> okay, I give up. <laughs> okay, it is. Um, it's called Short Circuit. Short Circuit. Oh, all right. Yes, I have not seen that one. Not seen it. <laughs> That's the classic. That is. That's like um. Steve I do Gunther. watch a lot of movies. I watch almost no sh- series. Um. I mean, I have watched Twin Peaks. Probably that's it. Um, oh yes, that's cool. And uh, I have watched White Lotus recently, just because I got blackmailed into watching it. Um, is it good? I was. I was. That was one of the possible ones I was going to maybe ask you actually, but I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, it, it good? is yeah. good. Yeah, I. I would recommend it. Okay. Um, cool. I will check it out. We've just been watching Love Island like every night for the past like two months. Now, so. <laughs> but anyway, out of Love Island episodes, you can you can try White Lotus. Okay, I will do that. I will do that. Okay, I will do it. But um, okay, that was really good. Two out of three is really really good. And that third one was really very tricky. So yeah, mm. that, is, that is good. Now or maybe I'll never watch it just to erase the memory of this human fiction <laughs> no two out of three is awesome a lot of people get zeros that's really good um Aga, i read that you have a collection of rocks <laughs> i do <laughs> can you tell us, tell us more about that tell us more i about guess that. i'm a bit of a hoarder um <laughs> no i i think uh, because i've moved quite a bit uh in my life uh even as a kid we've never had like a family home we've always been renting different apartments so every few years we would move i do like to have some kind of objects that i bring around with me that kind of make me feel at home everywhere i go so i even have a couple of rocks uh, with me on this trip really wow <laughs> even though it's not really helping with my very heavy suitcase <laughs> no <laughs> uh, where are those rocks from uh one is from Brighton, actually. Uh, it's a beautiful heart-shaped rock, uh, and the other one is uh, the other one is from France, from my favorite beach in the in the north north of France. So uh, these are the ones that made it on this trip. But it's just really like a little habit of picking a, a rock uh, if I have if I go in some place and I feel really connected to it and have a nice experience there so oh well that's really nice i've never heard that before that's super nice how many <laughs> how many rock how many rocks do you have Aga? do you keep oh, i don't I maybe like i mean i live in a quite a small apartment maybe i have about 30 or something oh, like that's that. quite a lot though that's a lot yeah wow. maybe more maybe like 40 but there are uh, some of them are very small okay more like pebbles Pebbles, yeah. <laughs> pebbles and ro- like little rocks, yeah. You should come down to Cornwall. We have lots of pebbles here. Lots of pe- <laughs> have you ever been to Cornwall? I don't think so. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty. In beaches and stuff. Uh, yeah. oh, sounds <laughs> lovely. Maybe one day, hopefully. Yes. No. Cool. Cool. Um, okay. I can let, let's talk a, a little bit more about pick time. And then, yeah, I know loads of photographers, myself included, as I mentioned, already use pick time. Do you, excuse me, people might be interested in this. Do you have any tips or secrets or bits of advice regarding functionality or, you know, like sales automation apps uh, that you think could help us improve our, our workflow or perhaps incite more kind of print sales or album sales? Yeah, let me let me think about secrets. Little <laughs> <laughs> no, no, insider knowledge here. A lot of these things I hope are not secrets, but right, sure. something that maybe a lot of people don't know about that's one of my favorite features uh, is when you're building a slideshow and you choose to add your own music, PickTime has a 
great catalog of existing music, but there might be a situation where you decide to add your own track mm-hmm. or maybe you've recorded something interesting uh, and you want to do a slideshow with some different sound even than just the music. What you can do in peak time is set a custom beat beat match for that um, for that track. Oh, cool! Well, it'll analyze the track and put the yeah. So you can do it manually, actually. So let's say you are uh, doing some st- personal work, some street photography, right? And mm-hmm. you're recording the sound of the street, and there are some kind of like clicking, maybe car going by, and there's like a rhythm to the to the sound by clicking by playing the song and cl- uh, pressing the enter button you can choose when the next image is going to show up in the slideshow uh, that is cool yes that is cool you know or maybe you have like a, a song you're you're a bit of a musician too right a little bit yes yep, yep yep so let's say like you wanted to use one of your own songs and you might want to um dictate the pace of the slideshow depending on the moment of the song or maybe you want uh some images to be shown for longer and some uh, to be really dynamic and fast. This is, you can set that timing up really easily and really fast in peak time. That and is cool. I think can really bring your slideshow, which you can make for, uh, you know, in the, like a traditional video um, horizontal format, or you can make it in a vertical format for your mobile or for Instagram reel. And this is something you can uh, just create a beautiful, creative, very unique piece very quickly. So I wish uh, more photographers did that and knew about it. Oh, that well, that, well they will now. They will, Aga, because every photographer in the world listens to this podcast. They do. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, please tag big time when you're posting all those beautiful slideshows. Uh, yes, people on, should. On the, yeah. on the Instagram. And um yeah. It's so easy to create slideshows as well. I did one recently through PicTime for the uh, images from the Triptage Christmas party, which you were at. You were at. And it's okay. so easy to do. It's so, like, quick to do. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's really quick. And uh, we also see from the data that um, the galleries who that have slideshows in them embedded get way more views than the regular galleries and way more guests also. So I think if you're kind of wondering how to bring more people into the gallery and possibly get more print sales from the guests, uh, I think making sure that the, that you're making slideshows for the client is um, is an important important step. That's cool. And do people, do you know, do other wedding photographers, do they like embed the slideshows on their own, you know, websites and blogs and then, yeah, link through to the main gallery that way? Or do they send out the slideshow as a video file so like their clients who then share them? Or I guess both ways. Yeah, I guess I, I think it really depends on, on the photographers. You can use a slideshow as a sneak peek for people mm-hmm. to get into the gallery. Uh, you can, of course, um, depending on your settings, like collect their email addresses too and announce when the full gallery is ready for viewing. Mm-hmm. You can use it as a, just kind of a, a first scene in the gallery so people look at the images, kind of have a, a bit of a different viewing experience from the start. You can embed it on your blog. Now with time blogs, you can embed it like in the time blog and use it for your website. Really, the possibilities are... Uh, are endless they, they, they are though and that phrase is, is is used but it really is it's so cool the different options that you have there and it's that's that's really really cool yeah and and anyone maybe who hasn't used pick time that might be using a another kind of um service you know one of the best things i found through pick time well just you know there's loads of great things i mean i was initially drawn to it i just have to say because it just looks so good that's the style the layout of it I love the way that people, the clients could see potential, um, the images on the products, like, you know, within a, like yes. the calendars. I think that's very clever. Um, and looks yeah, really- and you wouldn't believe, Alan, how many people don't even have their store enabled in peak time. <laughs> really? Really? I think that's, it's, it's yeah. awesome, the store, though. So that's another thing I would encourage everybody to do is make sure you set up your store, you enable it, because the clients really love <laughs> love to see options and 
you know, even maybe if you're not doing a lot of print sales now, this is a great way to start. Mm, um, so having like the like a well curated store that you're really proud of and um, and ordering some samples for yourself as well that you can show to your clients. And then, of course, um, working on your marketing funnel and setting up some sales automation to make sure that the clients know about the store and they uh, they can go in and you encourage them to make make purchases. Uh, I think a lot of people like, you know, when they send the client the digital file, they're like, okay, this is over. My job here is done. Mm. But I think if you're hiring someone, whether it's for a wedding or for family portrait or any kind of um, event, you what you imagine is not like a, a USB or a stack of files or a folder on your drive. You're imagining, you know, a print on the wall or uh, mm. something to hold or an album. Uh, and I think if you're as a photographer, if you're not offering this at all, you're just doing them a disservice. Um, now, then there is like a balance between, you know, like, like being pushy and probably no one wants to feel like they are, but even just giving people opportunity to, to purchase something beautifully professionally printed. Um, I think it's very important and you're, you know, uh, them having prints in their hands, like they can share that experience with their friends. You're ordering prints from the professional lab. This is something that keeps the lab alive as well mm, and so helps the whole, the whole community really. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, extra pennies in our pockets as photographers as well, which, you know, we're never shy about receiving as well. We've got, we've got to pay the bills. We've got to pay the bills. Really and not a lot of downsides. <laughs> no, there are no downsides. No downsides. And it's so easy, you know, if anyone's think it sounds complicated or anything. If I can set up a set uh, pick time account, it's, you know, anybody can. And it's super easy. And, and you can choose the suppliers, like the different uh, print labs as well. And you have different suppliers all around the world, don't you? Yes, and I think we have about seven in the UK alone, and uh, and a lot of European suppliers too. Uh, yeah. And we and you can choose your prices, a certain percentage of markup, or manually changing the prices as well. It's so yeah, and, and you, you don't have to offer all the different products as well if that doesn't suit your business. You know, you, but you can do, but you could just you know offer certain products as well, and they can design their own albums. This this honestly, I, I do have to say, it's one of the, the <laughs> things that drew me to pick time is that I've never, I've just never enjoyed doing albums at all to the point where I just stopped offering them you know and the bit one of the biggest things for pick time for me is that clients can create their own album albums they can you know drag and drop all different kind of designs and I don't have to do anything to it at all you know I love that yeah and then lab makes it and send it to the client sends it to the client directly yeah. I personally quite like designing an album but I cannot like like the the act of like packing it up and going to the post office it's that's the difficult part for me Oh, yeah. So I if that. I can have that drop shit to the client directly, this is magic. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. It is. It's magic. You just look, check your email and then you suddenly got you just sold an album. You've done nothing. And it's, it's just awesome. Honestly, I just love that. It's so cool. And Aga, do many people use, I don't know, they should do. Um, do they, you, because you also have these different kind of automation kind of, kind of apps, things that can help sales in different ways. Do many photographers use them? I know I use a couple. I use like the early bird one and or the like gallery expiration one. Oh yeah, that's really great. So a lot of photographers use them, but also a lot don't. So, mm, yeah. uh, and it really is um, something that we try to constantly communicate and encourage people to even try it. Um, because it makes a huge difference. I mean, we analyze the data all the time. Actually, even the idea for automations uh, came from watching the system. We saw that there is a small percentage of photographers in peak time that are making amazing sales, uh, amazing sales through our system. Mm -hmm. um, and these were photographers that were manually creating the coupons and making promotions and had like a sales funnel created. And we were wondering, it's like, okay, how do we make it possible, you know, like encourage other photographers to do it? And again, like the responses we got is like, okay, this sounds like a good idea, but I don't have time to think about what discount I want to order, create a coupon, what do I write? Like, when do I send this email? Like, 
there were too many questions and photographers, most of them are not maybe marketing professionals. So they didn't even know where to start or they just couldn't allocate the time to prioritize it. Mm. So what we decided to do with the sales automation, we were like, okay, we're gonna find out what is the best discount? What's the best time to send the email? What should you write? We're gonna use our like best copywriters to write the, the emails for you, design the different graphics and layouts and all of this. And we're gonna make it all ready to use. So you can like with, with one click, you can assign the automation and you don't need to think about it. You can, of course, like go in and make changes and really control every part of it. But you don't have to if if this is not something you have time for. Yeah, and that's that's what's really cool, I think, because there are different types of photographers. There are ones a bit like me who has got very, very happy to use it as you set it up. I'm like, yes, this uh, works. And there are others who like the fine granular control about every little element. And you cater for both, which is very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and if we didn't, I think the community would be backfiring. They'd be like, we want more options. <laughs> yes. So uh, I, I think with PeakTime, every time that there is a choice of like making a functionality more complex and um, more suitable for more types of photography or make it like really simple, we usually take the more complex uh, route. Well, that's cool, though. Yeah, because, you, yeah, it makes total sense. And just um, delivering the title thing there for simple people like me and for other people who love. Uh, You're uh, welcome. <laughs> thank you. Aga. Thank you. <laughs> it's good. Um, Aga, let's go back to, to you slightly here. And um, I heard that you're writing a book, which sounds very exciting. Yeah, it's uh, it's Tell a us more about that. It's a new chapter in my life. No pun. Oh, nice. That is good. I, I approve of the pun. I approve of the pun. Um, I have been asked to speak at the Way Up North conference last year. And it has been a truly, I must say, a spiritual experience for me, um, which might sound a bit strange to prepare a keynote for a photography audience that that can be in any way spiritual <laughs> but it really was and i just had from the beginning a perfect clarity on the topic that i want to speak about i didn't have any doubts uh like uh Cole roberts who is the organizer of the conference he asked me i immediately said yes um it almost felt like saying i can't believe you waited so long <laughs> to ask uh, and uh, and I talk about the topic uh, that was uh, about talent and how to kind of realize our strengths and how to notice what we're naturally good at and use it to your advantage and by preparing this talk I just dove into the topic very deep for myself as well and went on to this like self-discovery journey on what are my strengths, are, how am I feeling about them, and and all of this, that it, it's been a powerful transformation. Uh, and then I thought like, okay, if this had such a huge effect for me, it's probably a, a good thing to talk about to others too. Mm. Um, and I decided that like, you know, I only had about an hour to talk about it. So I, you know, I did as much as I could in that hour, but then uh, there was like all those things that I knew that people have to take home and think about them and like redigest and play and to really find the answers to those questions. So I prepared a little workbook for them together with an amazing design duo, Katarina und Katarina. They're two amazing graphic designers from Germany. Cool. And we made this book with different exercises um, about like creativity, about like play in the childhood. And it feels very light. But once you start getting into it, uh, the answers that my finding, they can be quite, uh, quite deep. So, yes. Oh, no, sorry. It sounds, sounds great. It sounds really. Yeah, it's a great idea. It sounds really exciting. And what stage are you are you aiming to get it? Is it going to be published then? Or are you going to so, so basically this little book, um, I've already have a printed and done. And that was part of my presentation back in the fall because um, it was uh, something that people could bring home to do those exercises mm -hmm. about the topics I was talking about. But then 
once I kind of um, did that, then I thought that it would be really nice to create a book that also has that content from the presentation in it. So you don't have to like watch me speak and then get the book, like, but everything is in together in the book. So right now I'm kind of writing things down from the presentation that I talk and try to include this in the book. And I decided not to think too much about how it's going to be published or when I'm going to distribute it, because I think the hardest part about the book is to write it. And that's what I'm focusing on now. I'm, I want it to be, to be good. I want it to be like solid, beautifully designed. And then once that's done, I'm going to think about publishing and what to do next. I'm really taking a step at a time because knowing myself, I can get like excited about like the future and then, you know, drop some present tasks. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Part done before the, before the next step. That makes sense. It does. But it sounds awesome. It sounds super exciting. And, you know, you mentioned how it was when you were eight or nine year olds, like selling prints, that was the limit of your entrepreneurship. But it isn't. Look at you. It's proper. This is proper entrepreneurship. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. Of course, I have, uh, you know, like a lot of projects going on. Um, uh, You know, I I work for big time. I do some photography. Now I'm writing a book. So it's it's a lot of tasks to handle. And Mm. uh, a thing that I learned is that you know, it's okay if it takes time. And, you know, I do want to have fun working on it and writing it. So if that means that I have to like, um, that if if it's gonna like take another year or or even longer to to finish it, I'm, I'm at peace with that. That is good. Best way to be, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to rush anything else, um, anything out. Yeah, no, very cool, very cool. Well, all the best for that, Aga. And that's really yeah. exciting. Um, and I've looked, at, look, just looked down. We've almost spoke for this one has really flown by because I've, I've like, I've not asked you any kind of like random questions which I normally do. Like, do you prefer sleeping or eating? I've not asked any of those. It's just come. <laughs> so, well, oh, well, well, I've just asked that though. So yeah, which do you prefer, sleeping or eating? Oh, it's so difficult. I guess eating. Uh, yeah. I, I really love. Yeah, I really love eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So do I. Do you like a, a, you do you like a McDonald's? It's, it's not easy. But yeah, if you were like, you can sleep an hour longer or get up an hour early and get a great meal, I would I would choose eating for sure. Oh, that's good. Yes, I like that. Do you like, do you like McDonald's? Uh, at the right time, I do. At the right time, what does that mean? Yeah. Is that mean just being blind drunk? Is that the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is just sometimes a moment where when that's the right thing to do. It's every yeah. time, Aga, every time, every time. Um, no, so yeah, it, it's honestly been so fun talking to you, Aga. Let's just, um, just end on maybe, you know, if someone, the one person who's listening to this who maybe doesn't use pick time, you know, just can you let them know how they can, is that, they can do a free trial, is that right? Can they, they can do that, can't they? Yes, absolutely. We have a 31-day free trial. So this is um, this trial has fun- full functionality of our unlimited plan. So you can really play with those features that we talked about. You can build some slideshows, some blog posts. Like you can just give it a full spin, uh, cool. and you I- just sign up at our, on our website, which is pick timecom And I believe uh, you, Alan, have a, a code. Uh, that is this is reportage that you can use once you're ready to upgrade to get a bonus month awesome yes that's all cool and i think it's important to say because i know we mentioned weddings as examples earlier on that that's where most of my personal photography is weddings so but it's it's important to say pick time is good for any type of photography isn't it any portraiture family photographers not just wedding photographers absolutely we also have a product that's called art gallery who is thought specifically for more fine art photographers like maybe like landscape photographers or photographers who sell um their prints to the wider audience uh and you know together you can still use our lab network but it has a bit of a different set of features Mm -hmm. um and we're also adding more and more features for the commercial photographers so really um if you haven't heard of pick time you you should check it out and and see if it would work for your business 
Yeah, perfect. And honestly, I can just speak just from my personal experience. I've honestly always really enjoyed using PitTime. It just looks so great and functionality is brilliant. Lots of different things. And you keep adding extra features as well. It's, um, yeah, it's super, super good. Um, Aga, thank you for talking to me. Really, really enjoyed chatting to you. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. And hopefully I will see you again soon. So I saw you a few months ago at this reportage party, which we will not do on a boat again because I really <laughs> felt that boat move. But, you know, hopefully I'll see you at another party or, or another event soon. Fingers crossed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the 128th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. It was fab to chat to Aga. Hope you enjoyed listening and maybe learned a few new things to add to your pick time repertoire. As Aga mentioned, you can use the code ThisIsRepertage to get one bonus month when upgrading to any paid plan on pick time. And I can heartily recommend it. I've been using them for years and love it. Head to pick-time.com to learn more and start a free 30-day trial as well. We now have 128 episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world. If you like this episode, delve into our back catalogue for lots more. If you're not a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers and much more too. Submissions are open now for our next awards round. The deadline is the same for both sites. Submit by 2359 BST on the 24th of May 2023. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. <laughs>